Welcome to the Marketers in Motion podcast, powered by the West Michigan chapter of the American Marketing Association. Marketing is our passion, and as a chapter, we hope to inspire dialogue, fuel creativity, and create a community for marketers everywhere. Let the inspiration and dialogue begin. We're online at amawestmichigan.org and active on social media, where you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. The national hub for the American Marketing Association is ama.org, where you can also find a chapter near you. The Marketers in Motion podcast is on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and at amawestmichigan.org, where we encourage you not only to subscribe to our podcast, but review, ask questions, get involved, and engage with us. Hello, we're your Marketers in Motion podcast hosts. I'm Josh Janoviak. And I'm Megan Pear. As we've all experienced, disruption can come quickly, requiring nimble thinking and the ability to pivot. As we continue navigating these uncharted territories, marketers must remain resilient and focus on adaptability and reinvention. But with all the change, it can be hard to know what direction to take and what strategies to put into place to adapt to the new normal. That's why this year we're focused on resilience and reinvention with programming designed to help marketers adapt to rapid change and find creative solutions to reinvent the way we do things. Gonna be a good year. I'm excited to talk to our board members here about this, but first we want to thank all of our amazing AMA West Michigan sponsors who support our podcast in our entire AMA West Michigan season. First, a thank you to our podcast sponsor, River City Studios. Uh, we're excited to have half of the team back in the studio this month as Josh is joining us from there. Uh, but we continue to be grateful for the support that they've offered us even in these remote times. If you haven't checked them out yet, definitely do. River City Studios is open and they offer recording, mixing and mastering for podcasts, TV, film, radio and musicians. For more information, you can visit them online at rivercitystudios.com. We'd also like to thank our annual sponsors that support our programming year round. We appreciate their continued support and are thinking of all our sponsors and their businesses during these difficult times. Our gold sponsors, MI Biz and Vizcom Media, silver sponsors, Pageworks, Bird and Bird Studio and Red 66 Marketing and bronze sponsors, OFA and Grand Valley State University Conference and Event Planning, where I definitely am missing out on all those sweet cookies that we have at our luncheons. Yes, Grand Valley, Josh mentions those cookies every podcast. Mm -hmm. them. Yes. Well, we're excited to have with us two of our very own AMA West Michigan board members today, Ben Kaluski and Adam Clark. And both Ben and Adam are going to kind of share a little bit with us about our upcoming season, as well as how they're seeing resilience and reinvention play out in the marketing space. So this season, we are welcoming Ben as our new AMA West Michigan president. Uh, he's been with AMA for three years now and has served on the board helping with sponsorships and collegiate relations. And in his day job, he is the director of business development for Freshwater Digital, a Grand Rapids digital signage and media company. Adam, our VP of programming, we're excited to have back with us this year on the board and for today's podcast. Adam is the president at One Bold Step, which is a marketing operations agency in Grand Rapids. So thank you both, Ben and Adam, for joining us and welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm excited to be here. Same. When I was just thinking, we were talking about Adam, thinking that you had never been on the podcast before. Of course, you have, but you were as your role at One Bold Step. But this is your first time as an AMA board member. Yes, I was not a board member at the time. You guys just interviewed me to talk about marketing operations and all that fun stuff. So, and Jen, my business partner. So I'm glad to be back. 
We loved you so much on the podcast that we said you had to be a board member. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well, right. that's, I got sucked in. I, I really can't say no to things. So you guys got me. Adam, can you spot me a 20? <laughs> he said yes. <laughs> well, you <hear> that? <laughs> and and Ben, reaction is yeah. Ben, you were on with us before. Um, what podcast was that? Ooh, uh, customer with... experience. You were on with us. Yep, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah, we recorded at Freshwater because I remember you guys we have did. beer on tap there. We do, and we still do. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Ben, let's let's start with you. Uh, I guess maybe just a, a quick address from the president, welcoming you into uh, your new role. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to to take on the role and connect everybody in West Michigan. It's going to be an interesting season due to COVID, obviously, but we're happy with being able to offer some virtual options, whether that's the events or Slack or some sort of way to continue on with our with our new normal. So Ben and Adam, um, talking a little bit about our new season, though, uh, we themed it this year, Resilience and Reinvention. Why these two? And why is it so important for us to focus on these? I think the easiest way to explain it is that us as marketers always had to adapt and figure out ways to keep up with the times. Everything's always changing in marketing every day, every minute. Um, and this one's no different, just a little bit faster and a little bit more uh, aggressive than it was before. So for us, resilience is trying to figure out how, how can we adapt in these crazy times. And then reinvention is the adaption of what we're going to do to actually put out the tactics and the strategies that we're having to go through. A lot of us have lost our budgets in the marketing end of things, whether that's for clients or in-house. It's just figuring out how to be resilient and reinvent ourselves. Yeah, I'd piggyback off that. I mean, when you look at the word resilience, you think of how do you recover quickly from difficulties? And I think we were all thrown into that challenge, right? As marketers, as sales teams, as, you know, executives. And, you know, how do you recover quickly? Because everybody looked at marketing as what are you going to do marketing? Help us here, whether it's generate leads or how, you know, everybody had to send out a COVID message. And it was like, everybody was looking at you. How are you going to adapt? And so I think it's just spot on for where all the marketers feel this year. And how have you both seen this play out in your jobs in the marketing field in general? I know you kind of hinted on that just a little bit, but uh, maybe some of the biggest challenges that you've had to face amid the pandemic. In agency, I think we've seen it a few things. At first, all of our clients kind of panicked. They said, hey, we need to get a message out. We need to figure out what's going on. A lot of them had to uh, redo budgets and timelines and their calendar for their marketing plan. So there was just a whole bunch of craziness from a client standpoint. But then there's also this piece of, you know, I'll, uh, for the first couple months during COVID, uh, nobody really wanted to talk about a new project. So there was this big like, okay, are new things going to happen? When are new things going to happen? And so I, that's kind of how it's played out in the marketing realm. It's A, there's a lot of switching around, a lot of adjustment based on those things I mentioned. But then also as an agency, you say, okay, well, how do we stay relevant? Um, how do we stay outside of and be there in the market? Uh, so, you know, you start to think through those things as well. So that's how it's affected both my job, but also the clients we, we work with. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. Mirror it from our side on the agency. Um, the only thing that was a little different for us is that a lot of our digital displays we manage are live in retail settings. Um, retail went through a huge shift, so it was providing them with 
the latest content and the latest data to make sure customers are informed of the latest policies, you know, whether masks are being worn or if there's an occupancy limit within the stores and making sure that customers are communicated to. And then stock on items is a big one, making sure that everybody is aware that the toilet paper we couldn't get for three months as a whole uh, was, was well known to people. And if there was other resources, providing them with that. I can also chime in too, because you guys more on a B2B basis and in the B2C world, particularly for me, I work for a a very large recreational community, but in all intents, it's a a community and a municipality. And there were a lot of unique things going on as things unfolded. So communication for us was just key. Like we were sending updates and we were trying to interpret all the executive orders as they were coming through and how does that impact our community and people need to know and offices were closing and we had to update things on on Google and Facebook and Yelp and TripAdvisor. So, you know, people in that B2C space, um, you know, things were communication-wise, super crazy. And I think a lot of us marketers too, uh, well, not just marketers, but everybody in general, of course, now we're sick of seeing every organization in their you know policies and their stances on what they're doing for COVID. I mean, sure, if, mm-hmm. it's, if it's one thing where, um, I don't know, it's not something that you depend on every day, you probably don't care uh, what they're doing for COVID, but you know, all of those emails coming through. So uh, I think we've seen a lot of that transition, everybody freaking out in the beginning, everything's starting to calm down. I know we hate saying the the cliche, the new normal now, but now it's the new normal and people are kind of settling in and we're kind of getting our bearings with all of that. So yeah, I think now how do we take that next step and and how do we adapt, reinvent, um, recalculate, recal- recalibrate and and move on? Yeah, I also want to throw out the challenge and, you know, we talk about it from a marketing and a business perspective, but one of the things that for me, it's the whole balance of home and work life. And that was another challenge. I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but it was like, when, when does work stop because you're home and then when does home life, you know, start up again? And it was kind of like this mesh of constantly working because you had your computer and you were kind of expected to maybe in a way. And so there was like this work home life balance. Yeah, you're home, but you're working a ton. And like, I don't know, there was a huge challenge with that. It was a whole new dynamic that I think a lot of us haven't faced before. I think that's definitely still going on. I mean, especially you throw in the element now of school yeah. uh, you know, and having remote learning and, you know, parents with young kids or kids in general, it, that's just added layers of difficulties. Um, and I think as marketers, it's even taking that a step further to think about our customers are experiencing that, which in reality is another layer of how they're interacting with our brand, right? We have to consider that and be empathetic to that. Um, so it's not just in our lives too, but how our customers are being affected by that. I've, I've definitely seen that in you know the marketing that we're putting out and personally. So what are some of the strategies that marketers should consider to reinvent or redefine their current plans as we move forward into the uncharted territories, so to speak? Well, I always go to, and I've seen this happen, start to transition, but when this pandemic happened, you know, you had a lot of the sales team, um, sales team members that said, I can't go to a conference. I can't go to a trade show. I'm not having real good luck generating the leads that I did because I'm not face-to-face anymore. And they really went to marketing teams and said, hey, help me. And 
they really tried to say, okay, we need leads. And so any that, that could be from a digital side, we need, you know, we need help with our content. Uh, and so I think, you know, some strategies that marketers should take is really aligning with their sales team and really look at what they're, what the sales team is doing and help them. And that could be from the emails that they're sending, the PowerPoints that they're creating. And I'm not trying to say like, hey, get involved and actually just, you know, crank out, make their proposals pretty. But I'm really thinking about how do you nurture people from the wide end of the funnel all the way down to when they become a customer. And I really challenge people to look at that strategy uh, or those strategies because there's a lot in there and start working with your sales team because that's when it's really going to be effective. Adam, I think you're you're right on with that though. Um, I was actually just reading a... Um a research study saying, you know, where CMOs were going to be spending their money. Um, and even with budget cuts, you know, technology was still, you know, right at the top and, and not being cut and things like automation and, and more digital focus. And I think if we haven't, if you haven't taken the time to really build out that life cycle, that full life cycle of marketing, now is the time to do it because it's even more important now. Um, and as you said, to have that alignment um, with your sales team. And I know we're going to talk about some of that in our programming. Um, we've got a lot of really good things coming up, you know, social media, data privacy, other digital marketing strategies for this year. I think those three buckets and other things have really shifted. I mean, how have you guys seen that shift um, since the start of the pandemic? I've seen a lot of people go, you mentioned it, from a technology platform. They're starting to look at how they actually start some type of marketing automation, how they're using their CRM, but they're also focusing on where they're spending their money. And most of their money from an advertising spend right now is heading towards that digital side. And so whether it's Facebook ads, whether it's LinkedIn ads, and you're reaching out with LinkedIn in mail, or you're starting to refocus on Google ads, really starting to look and hone in on where they're spending their money. And a lot of it, like you said, is from a technology standpoint, trying to get the teams more efficient and more automated. Yeah, especially in the digital auto home space too, the automation is figuring out, okay, how can you adapt to get the right communication out to the right people in the new places that people are going? You know, they may not be in restaurants as much as they were before. They might be in a grocery store more than they were before. Uh, figure out how to communicate to them from an automated sense. And also labor has always been, you know, trying to reduce in terms of in-person and retail and other things. And for us, it's bringing it on to some digital spaces like kiosks and some TVs so that people can focus on keeping the store clean and co focus on the COVID procedures and those things and opening up some of the customer service to more of an automated thing. And it's not removing jobs, just focusing on things that make more sense in, in these situations. I would mean, love to know, especially if, as AMA members, how many people have opened up a e-commerce shop or a web shop, um, you know, how have they looked at that. And so maybe traditionally they would do a lot of face-to-face -face or, you, you know, you can't buy online, but I think a lot of people have adjusted and maybe they, they put up a Shopify site, maybe they put up a WooCommerce site, maybe they went bigger than that, but it's like, how do people buy online so you can purchase your products? And I think it's just been interesting to see how many people have been thrown into that and they've had to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the other thing with that and why I'm really excited we are talking about that this this programming season is the data privacy element of that. Because if you've never done e-commerce or really haven't interacted with your customers in that way, this might not be familiar with uh, familiar for you. And there's just so much changing in that space. 
Um, so I know, Adam, you're going to talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, I, I would love to hear to our AMA members who've kind of taken that leap into e-commerce and all the challenges that they've they've seen. Yeah, I was on a call today, actually, with a potential speaker that we have later on in this season. And they were talking about even as you go virtual with your events, what happens with all of that data? So you're mm. collecting so much data after a web, you know, after you do Zoom calls and after you're doing like a virtual conference, you know, you you know when people clicked on a button, you know whether people visited on your virtual booth, how many people attended, how long did they stay in attendance in that Zoom? So as marketers, it was really interesting to think about, but there's so much data at their fingertips. And then with that, what do you do with that data? What are you allowed to do with that data when sponsors are like, hey, give me these people's names and you're supposed to give them the list. And I mean, there's so many like different laws and data privacy laws there as well that just open up because you're doing everything digitally. I think the silver lining and what's really fascinating is we've already started talking about it, but how people and organizations and, and companies are adapting restaurants that are closing down streets and doing one-way streets to open up uh, you know, outdoor seating. And they are doing apps now and they're doing ordering online. You order online, you pay. You... <laughs> I haven't used my QR code scanner this much since the 90s, whenever that came out, whenever I that know, was. I know, right? But now they're, now they're <laughs> everywhere. Well, and it's just so... Again, Zoom, you know, Zoom is becoming a, a verb now. I'll, I'll Zoom you, whether you're, you're, you know, Zooming them, Teamsing them, or Google Hangouting them. Um, but it's how people are evolving and getting through this. And some companies like Zoom are really thriving. And the restaurants that are able to adapt and serve and uh, come up with new ways to get their, their products and their food out. Uh, you know, Long Road Distillery just down the, the road is one of our favorite places. Of course, well, they're making hand sanitizer now, and now they're canning their product. And uh, now they've got the street open up between them and, and Mitten Brew and, and, you know, rising tide kind of lifting all boats like people that that place is packed all the time now so what are some of the other things that you are seeing marketers do right now to adapt in their uh, respective fields i think one of the yeah. most interesting ones is with marketers involved in the restaurant space because at least i've started to order more things online in terms of food um, so i came from chicago and miss the chicago food i'm not going to try and deny that for a second um, so we ordered quite a bit of Chicago food, like Portillo's and Lumonati's and those things, because they're they're realizing they could send it out. When before, they're like, no, 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 we got plenty of customers that are nearby. People can do pickup. And I think they're starting to realize that if, if we launch the website and we get e-commerce going and we can figure out ways to ship this logistically across the country or even maybe the world, um, they open up their market way more than they thought their little square 10-mile radius was from a restaurant. Yeah, I would, you know, as you mentioned, QR codes, one of my favorite places, at least downtown Grand Rapids is Madcap. And now you can't even go to Madcap, but you have the QR code and you have to order like they had to cr really create a shopping experience while you wait outside before you get your coffee. And so it's it's just interesting how much has changed um, and how they've had to quickly adapt to that. Megan, any of that for you? What do you mean? Oh, just any examples of Starbucks. I know you're a big Starbucks girl. What are they? Oh, what are I they know. doing? <laughs> I feel like Starbucks. Uh, again, they kind of had this there. They were already doing kind of like the order online, the pickup, uh, that type of thing that that worked well with them already. Um, but I love seeing these smaller businesses do you know things that like Adam and Ben were saying. And this, it's just great to see 
the innovation that's coming out of this um, and, you know, pushing the boundaries um, and really thinking in new ways. I, I will agree with you, Josh. I think I bought hand sanitizer from every brewery in Grand Rapids um, that was doing it. And I loved that, um, that they were able to do that and pivot quickly. Um, so I think that's the, you know, if, if there is a silver lining here, that that is that is really the reinvention um, and the creative thinking and out-of-box thinking. Some things might stick around too, which is nice because some of the efficiencies we found during that. Mm -hmm. So I know that at restaurants, a lot of them are having tablets now instead of menus where you pull it up on your own phone and you can order and process your own thing without having to wait for the waiter or waitress to bring you your card and go back and forth more European style where they could take it then and there. And they're showing at least right now that some of the tips are a little bit higher too. A, it might be from COVID because you want to contribute where you can, but B, it's a little bit easier and you're not waiting with the, the waiter or waitress nearby. It's really interesting to see that some of these adaptions might might become what we're used to in a new process. The the other piece that I'd call out as a silver lining is the opportunity for marketers, and I've been challenging a lot of them, to go after those budgets that were set aside for conferences. And so when you look at typically, no offense to sales, but they had a lot of money into hotels and food and going to to these conferences that aren't cheap. And I really have challenged marketers to go, hey, go to that C-suite, go to that CEO and say, you're not spending money here. Let's try a different avenue. Uh, let's try to tackle that digital market. Let's try to go here and do something different. And so I think there's opportunity and there's a silver lining for marketers to try to, to go after that whole digital piece because you're not the sales team isn't using it for what they would typically do, which is like go to go out to dinner with clients or go spend money on a hotel or for travel. And that's that's a that's a cost savings to a lot of these companies. And so you should get a piece of that marketers go after it and try to get get your budget renewed. <laughs> so I always have been challenging people to do that. So I I see silver lining there um, to be able to prove ROI and say, I'm going to go go spend money digitally. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of forced us into that, you know, we always done it this way. It forced us out of that a little bit yes. um, and to rethink uh, about, you know, where our money is being spent, um, what it's being spent on and to really start to evaluate the ROI in a different way. Yep. Yes. Well, let's talk a little bit about programming. And I also want to talk about, of course, we'll be doing everything remotely this year and how that will look. But let's talk a little about pro programming first, because I know when we sat down to brainstorm the topics that we want to cover and when we uh, polled the members for what they wanted to learn this year, we got really excited about some of these different things because of all of these silver linings and new reinventions that we're doing. So uh, Adam, I don't know if you want to start since you're the VP of programming. What do we what do we have lined up on the doc docket? What are we excited about this year? So a lot of people ask, like, how do we pick our topics? And I always start there because I think as a season, and I was new last year and it was the first time I helped with programming. Uh, and I kind of came into it to say, we, we send out a survey, right, to all of our members and ask, what's, what's, what is interesting to you? And so I think we listen to our members first to try to narrow down those topics. And we all have our different connections and where we go. So, you know, we heard content marketing is definitely a piece that's really interesting to our audience, uh, professional development. So we need to find unique ways, even when we're virtual, to make that connection. I know, Ben, you're going to talk a little bit about that later on and how we're going to be doing that. Um, brand and product management, that was another one that came out of this. 
And then a big one, which we covered, was marketing automation and CRM. And so combined with the surveys plus with the feedback that we get from our members after these events, we know what topics always get like great attendance. And so this year, we're going to kick it off with social media marketing. Uh, it's always well attended. It's, it always seems like it's interesting. We, we actually had this speaker planned to come uh, last season, but because of COVID, we had to actually cancel the event. Uh, we thought we'd be back in meeting face-to-face and being at Grand Valley, but that's not the case. So we're going we're gonna to be virtual, but next week, September 15th, we'll, we'll kick it off with the, the social media talk. So really, really excited about that because Jeff, as I mentioned, Jeff DeHaven, um, he's going to talk a little bit about how to capture attention, amplify your message, and keep your social media coming back for more. So I think it's going to be a great talk. Uh, when we reached out, when we, I, when I asked who should present on social media, Jeff's name came up multiple times last year. So I'm excited to have him talk about that. Um, we're also going to talk uh, on a, in October uh, diversity and inclusion in marketing. And I think with everything that's going on in the world, I think this is going to be a great talk. Um, Scott Welch is uh, a local um, Grand Rapids guy here. He used to help me with TEDx Grand Rapids. I've known him for years, and I think he's really going to challenge marketers um, and really get you thinking about how you can lead the charge when it comes to diversity and inclusion uh, because you're marketing. You're kind of, you own that brand. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then in November, we're going to talk about, which we've talked a little bit about here, is that virtual trade show. So how do you approach it? What is um, What have been some of those challenges if you were thrown into it? But then also, uh, you know, how could you take advantage of it? How can you make it unique? And so looking forward to that. I know we talked in our meeting, we did some brainstorming, and I'm not sure where we left off on this. But uh, where did we land on the topic of e-commerce? Because I know when we had John Tyner come and talk, and he did a great strategy on e-commerce, as we're talking today, now we're talking more about in the weeds, like how to set one up and, and you know what are some pitfalls of e-commerce and, and what are some ways that you can adapt with that? Did we land on anything or do we have anything forecasted out for doing something more with like a, a hands-on approach for e-commerce? Yeah, so I think we're going to change it up this year. Like you mentioned, when John Tyner came, he came from Costa Del Mar. So, I mean, it's a big brand. It's a global brand. They're owned by even a bigger brand. So I think the the unique thing that we're going to try to do this year is take it as a small store approach. And so how does a small retail shop or how have you, you, know, how have you had to switch things up? And so um, I'm not yet ready to announce who that speaker is going to be, but I I do think uh, that speaker is going to be an animated one. And they really have taken it from working with more B2B and opening it up to more consumers. So I'm excited about that topic. And that will actually happen in April. So if you go to our website, uh, you will actually see how we laid all of them out. And that e-commerce one will be set April 13th. Adam, keeping us excited and not revealing that speaker yet. I love it. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, ben, what's what's new with the programming? So tell us a little bit about, obviously, we're not going to be at Grand Valley. How are we handling that this year? Yeah, absolutely. So the biggest thing with the program is that, A, we're going to be virtual, but B, that doesn't mean that all networking and connecting with your fellow marketers is gone. So we opened up a Slack channel that we'll dive into a little bit later in the podcast. So we're opening up Slack that can be used live during the during the conversations. People could ask questions. People can engage with it. 
And then we're also doing it through the through the platform on the virtual end where people can chat, ask questions, engage. Everything's going to be just the way it was before, just from the comfort of your home. So now you can bring pajamas instead of going full suit uh, at AMA West Michigan. But the biggest thing that we want to provide is we're transparent in our, in our costs. You know, we're a nonprofit. We're, what we're trying to do is provide a, a service and a solution and a networking tool for people to use um, through our events. So the biggest thing is that our highest expense before was food. Um, food is no longer offered, obviously, just due to the circumstances. So our pricing has came down quite a bit. So pricing now is $15 for non-members, and members are free. And membership dropped half this year from AMA um, National. So take advantage of that. And students are just reduced even more as of last Friday. Um, so everything is a lot less expensive. And we also want to offer, you know, COVID has, has had a, a significant impact on the marketing world and, and the whole world in general. Uh, we want to offer that if anybody were to have lost their job or in a circumstance where the ticket prices are a hard thing to take in, we would like to offer that for free. Um, our cost is virtually nothing outside of the speakers for for having things hosted online. Um, so we want to be able to have you reach out to us. You can reach out to me directly, or you can do marketing at amawestmichigan.org, and um, we'll be happy to help you out. And we also want to help connect people with jobs. Um, so if we could figure out ways to keep growing our local economy, that's what we're here for. I love that. I, I love that. Add another comment about how disappointed, not our fault, that we're not getting the the lunches at GVSU because yes, I, I miss that dessert. When, when I travel, <laughs> I usually eat my way around every city. And uh, GVSU has done such a phenomenal job on all the food, uh, the, the healthy stuff we've done, the, the tacos and the Greek food. And yes, their desserts, those cookie bars. Mm -hmm. If we could just find a way to reinvent our uh, dessert delivery system for the people that sign up, I don't know, maybe we, we call, we drop by GVSU and they run it out to us. And you have like a week after the event to pick up your cookie. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, we actually well, did brainstorm I, I, that. I think we want to get like a local restaurant, if anybody's listening, to, to help us collaborate or GVSU. And if somebody can do, you know, an online ordering pickup and we can all, you know, share a meal and still kind of do it virtually. Yes. That would be great. I think that's a good idea. And I think when's our next board meeting? I think Grand Valley should drop off those cookies. There you I go. Don't about, I don't know about you guys. Grand but. Valley, if you're listening, uh, we love your cookies. Josh is waiting for delivery. Um, but I will echo that. Job. <laughs> you do a phenomenal job. Yeah, GVSU does a great job. So, yeah, let's support. You know, if you're in, I would think that if you are, you know, watching and you're remote and you're close to a local restaurant and you can grab a bite to eat and support a local restaurant, that's going to be yeah. huge. So that's mm -hmm. just, I would encourage that. Absolutely. I'll go back to that too, Ben. You had mentioned the tipping, and uh, yeah, I mean we've we're all doing takeout now, but I have. I'm doing, I'm doing at least the 20%. And, you know, my wife and I are, are trying to go out once a week and support these businesses, whether it's a restaurant or a storefront or, or whatnot places. You know, we usually don't spend a lot of money out uh, on, on eating, but now it's, you know, people are struggling and now's a great time to get out and support these local businesses. Cause who knows, you know, how long they're, they're going to last because bottom line have bottom lines have been impacted. So you know, get out there and, and support these places that you love because uh, they, they might not be around that much longer if you don't. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, I've talked to a couple of restaurant owners and really the takeout uh, right now and the outdoor seating is really what's keeping these restaurants afloat. So support them in that way, because if you think about it, they have to keep 
right now, based on, you know, COVID, they have to keep, you know, 50% capacity. And so really trying to make sure that they can be 100% because that's what they're used to. And so that lot, a lot more takeout orders and obviously outdoor seating is going to go away soon. So I, you know, throw that out there, support those local businesses by takeout. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the best tips that I heard was if you're not comfortable eating yet, which is perfectly understandable, you can order gift cards and make sure you can support them in other ways, you know, whether it's gift cards for friends and family or gift cards to use when you are comfortable. Mm. And Grand Valley should bring us cookies. Um, (laughs) I love that. Well, I want to circle back, Ben, and talk just a little bit more about the new slot because this has been on our radar, I think, as a board for quite a while. And um, I think this is one that COVID kind of threw us into it. We just finally pulled the trigger and said, no more thinking about it. We're going to do it. What are some of the things that, like, uh, individual channels that we've got up there, what we've seen um, individuals talking about so far since we launched? Yeah, absolutely. So we did open it up for members and non-members. We want to make it accessible to everybody, especially just due to the circumstance. What we did is we opened up channels that are either general marketing or just general chatting's happening about. Uh, I think the latest one was, did you see that, you know, some of the Chrome and browser type things are getting rid of third-party cookies potentially within the next one to two years. People were passing ideas back and forth on that. Um, but then we have individual channels that are more tailored towards people's specialties. So if you're in SEO, SEM, there's a channel for that. Um, there's a channel for higher education students. There's some good channels for you in that one and just general networking um, for internships. And then there's more on the design side of things, customer experience. Uh, we keep adding more every day, you know, whatever comes up that makes sense that people want to chat about. And it's completely open. I think we have 50 people now, so it's grown pretty quick. Um, hopefully hundreds by, uh, by our next event. Biggest awesome. thing is just that it gives you the opportunity to network, even if you know you don't prefer to network in person. You know, even if it wasn't during COVID, um, but especially if the, this is the foreseeable future, everybody can use it as a tool to get with each other. And even if you're working on a project and you just have a question to ask and you want some fellow marketers to to chime in, it's there for you. Yeah, I've been excited to see. So I think there's a lot of members that don't necessarily go to every one of our events, mm-hmm. and but they still support by be, being a member because they love AMA and they love marketing and so they want to support. And so there's been new new faces, old but new faces that are a part of that Slack channel now. So it's been nice to see there's re-engagement. So some of the consistent members, but then also some of those that have been supported for years that are now on that Slack channel. So it's been exciting to see some names on that Slack channel and say hi. I would like to uh, formally apologize because I have not introduced myself on the networking channel yet. And um, the reason in in doing so, so it's it's kind of been a crazy summer and and actually today is a kind of a milestone. So um, had my my first, my wife and I, baby girl in the summer, and sh- today is actually her due date. But um, she came out early, about two and a half months early on June 15th. Uh, couldn't wait around, I guess, was really excited to get in and change the world as, uh, you know, as crazy of things have been. So I will get on that Slack channel soon and I will get involved because I'm, uh, I've been seeing all of the messages come through. It's great to see people networking on there. And, um, yeah, I'm also hoping, uh, so baby girl has been in the NICU and we're going to be bringing her home soon. So if any of our podcasts are a little delayed in getting out this year, that is, is going to be why we will still be doing the podcasting, but, uh, as a new daddy, um, I'm going to be spending a little time with my daughter. We're very excited about that. And a little little shout out to Rosie Joy because she's supposed to be born today, but now she's two and a half months old. 
Well, no, congrats I'm again, Josh. Friends. Congrats, Josh. Yeah. yeah. Family first, Josh. Family first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Rosie, I love the name. She was ready to change the world, right? That's her name. She's ready to do it. She's ready yeah. to go. Yeah, future marketer. She was curious. She's like, I don't want to be in here. I want to see what's going on out there. And she <laughs> kicked her way out. It's probably because we had such great programming. Yeah. So she's like, I want to get out and I want to hear what's going <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to do some social media marketing. <laughs> well, we'll have um, uh, Rosie join us for a podcast maybe one day. There you go. Sit on, sit on your lap and, and join us. For yeah. A chat. That'd be awesome. I love it. So Ben, lots of exciting things going on this year, programming, new Slack channel. And I know we always get the question, people want to know how they can get involved. And we actually have some open board positions this year. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, we do. So we've been fortunate enough to fill a couple recently. What's still open is VP of membership, extremely important role. Um, what we're trying to find is somebody that can connect with our members and make sure the existing ones are happy and they're getting all the resources uh, that they need. And then also somebody that can find new members for us so make sure everybody stays engaged. And then the other position is president-elect. Um, I am a one-year president and we need somebody to take over for next year. <laughs> you, you need so somebody we, we need to learn the ropes, right? <laughs> Yes, that is right. And we will not throw you into the fire, so to speak. It is lots of training and observing and making sure that you're ready uh, to take on the task for next year. Awesome. So how to be involved? Like, should they reach out to you? Are these on our website? Uh, how should they connect? Both. Good question. I think the easiest way is to reach out to me. So B Kaluskis, B-K-L-U-S-K-I at amawestmichigan.org. And it's also on our website. So there's a contact form as well. And then Adam, before we wrap things up today, so let's talk about our, uh, just a little more detail and how people can get signed up for our first lunch and learn or learn of the season. Yes. First learn. So please eat lunch during it. As well. <laughs> but it's September 15th. And I mentioned it a little bit ago, but we're having Jeff DeHaven and he is from, he's the president and CEO of digital mitten and he is coming and he's going to talk. Well, He's going to be on Zoom, so he's not coming to Grand Valley, but he's going to talk about how to capture attention, amplify your message, and keep your social media audience coming back for more. So as I mentioned earlier, very excited because he was highly recommended to come speak at AMA, and so I'm really looking forward to his talk. And you can register at our website, which is amawestmichigan.org, and you can find the event there. We also want to mention that if you can't make it during that time, it will be available later. So if you register now and can't make it during luncheon, it'll be available after for you to watch. Yeah. And of course, we will have Jeff on hopefully on the podcast. Um, so you'll get the recording um, if you're not able to make it, but always come back to the podcast because we love those deeper dive chats with our speakers and get to learn a little bit more about them too. Well, and before we wrap things up here today, let's just uh, a quick go around the table here. And, and what is everybody most excited about this season? For me, it's the Slack channel all the networking options that are available, you know, whether it can't be in person, but it might even be more networking than before. So I'm excited about that. Nice. I've got two. So I get excited every year just because, uh, well, this is my second year. So programming, I think last year was thrown into it, which was fun. And this year, I think we've been able to plan a little bit more. So I'm really excited about the programming and the speakers that we're going to have this year. I think they're going to be great. And then the second reason I'm really excited, I I really feel like this year we're going to get a lot of ideas and a lot of um, just new direction, new thoughts, because people have been challenged. So really relating to our theme about reinvention. And so I'm really looking forward to the ideas that are shared and the takeaways that happen. Megan? Yeah, 
I feel like Adam stole mine. <laughs> no, but I, I'm right there with Adam. I, I just think that there's so much going on right now where marketers are just really thinking outside of the box. Um, you know, they're coming up with these new ideas or being innovated and, you know, seeing all of that, like even on the Slack channel, those conversations happening is just so exciting as a marketer. Um, and so that's what I'm definitely looking forward to is just engaging with other marketers on these ideas, um, brainstorming things, failing at things like that whole process is just, you know, the creative process is something that excites us as marketers. And so I, I love to see that. Yeah, I think, Megan, you hit it, right? This, I mean, when you think about in years past, when you had a speaker, there might be a speaker that kind of goes over a topic. You're like, I already know this, but seeing how everything's new and you're reinventing yourself, I think it's going to make every speaker is going to be great and have something, a little nugget of information you can take away because you might not try it because really everything's kind of changed in the last six months. So here you go. I will say that I am most excited about the election being over this November. That will be nice. And other than that, of course, uh, very excited about my, my little daughter. And I am very excited for our third season as this kicks off the third season of our Marketers in Motion podcast. And this is actually congratulations to all of you who are on because this is our this is our silver podcast. This is number 25 for us. So, yep. Cheers. Cheers to everybody. And uh, and thank you to Megan for sticking in here for the, the long haul and 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 making this go and and yeah i mean i i am always i am always amazed and just love the follow up conversations that we have on the podcast with all the program speakers just because it's always just so insightful to talk to marketers and again also echoing the sentiments that you guys had had mentioned earlier as well just all of the reinvention and all the things that people are doing now and how they're how paradigms are shifting and how people are doing new things. So that is what I am most excited about this season. Yeah. And we'll, we'll definitely have to get, maybe we'll find a little uh, AMA onesie for Rosie. Do we, do we not have those in our merch store? Come on. I think the board we'll should have, have them. Find one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, idea. that's, that's the future marketing family right there. We got to get them go. as soon as they're, they're out. There you go. Yeah. yeah, congratulations, you guys. That's huge for the podcast. I mean, yeah. I know you guys had this vision a couple of years ago of like, hey, we're going to throw this. So hitting 25 is definitely a milestone. So congratulations, Josh and Megan. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Guys. Incredible thank, work. you. thank you. Well, I will say an echo and congrats to Josh. Um, this was, you know, a brainchild of uh, the board when I was president. And um, Josh, you kind of made it happen. Um, so again, thank you for that. And most importantly, though, thank you for our listeners. Um, you guys are the reason we do this. Um, and the reason why we keep coming back for more is because we love to, you know, be able to provide this for you guys um, and to engage with you. So thank you to our listeners for sure. Yep. And thank you, Ben, Adam, for joining us today. Um, you guys are awesome. You're going to, Ben's going to be a, a great president this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Adam is awesome, brings a lot of energy and, um, and a lot of great connections for our programming. So how that filters out the rest of the year and, and, and Megan again, has been a great colleague to work alongside and learn from myself. So, uh, let's all have an awesome year, Ben and Adam, other than the Slack channel, which we already know if anybody wants to connect with you or follow up, are you guys on all of the social channels and, and, or how do they get reach out to you? All the socials. LinkedIn's the best for me. I'm always on there on the business development side of things, but Slack is Slack is the easiest. I think we definitely have to push everybody to Slack, right? So 
uh, definitely hit, hit up Slack. Um, you can also uh, find our email addresses on the website. So it's aclark at amawestmichigan.org if you have some speaker ideas or you just want to chat about programming. Hashtag Slack off. <laughs> I will echo though, Ben. I just love love it. I feel like you are always on LinkedIn. You are like the record time in response. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> he's got Hopefully nothing else to do. No, he hey does. <laughs> he is that is his job. job. That's part of his job. He's a business developer. He's super responsive. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, make sure to visit us online again at amawestmichigan.org for our full lineup for this fall. Again, we are going to be virtual September through December. Um, and we, of course, want to hear from you, uh, you know, that was listening into the podcast. Uh, what content are you loving from us? Um, what do you want to hear more about? Um, anything that's on your mind, definitely connect with us. We also encourage you to subscribe, review, and engage with us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you can find great podcasts. We're online at amawestmichigan.org and active on social media where you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. The national hub for the American Marketing Association is ama.org, where you can also find a chapter near you. The Marketers in Motion podcast is on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and at amawestmichigan.org, where we encourage you not only to subscribe and share our podcast, but review, ask questions, get involved, and engage with us. Don't forget important links, content, and resources will be included in the show notes for this podcast. Thanks for listening to the Marketers in Motion podcast, powered by the West Michigan chapter of the American Marketing Association. What will you do with the information you learned today? Be inspired. Be creative. Be bold. Set your marketing in motion.